listening to the Zenial Dadcast. All right. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. Uh, it's Sunday morning here, and um, this is Mo. Uh, I got Devin here with me. Hey, what's up, you guys? Uh, <laughs> happy Memorial Day weekend. Um, it is Memorial Day weekend. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Memorial Day weekend on your end, or what's the well, deal over there? Not, not here, but I work for uh, for a company that that um celebrates. Uh, well, not celebrated. They uh they they uh what's the word for it? I'm looking for. They. Oh God, I'm forgetting. It's too early to have this conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> they observe. Yeah, That's the word. Observe. They observe U.S. holidays because mm-hmm. we primarily work with U.S. companies, and a lot of the business that we drive is in the U.S. market. So, uh, so I get Memorial Day off. So I got a three week, three day weekend also, um, as good. well as yeah, like same here. Fourth of July, Thanksgiving, Christmas, like all those things. I get That's to awesome. I get to keep yeah. The bummer is though there are a bunch of um, Latin holidays and, and Bolivian holidays that I don't get to keep because the company doesn't observe those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the opposite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's nice about it is every now and then, like this weekend, there's a Memorial Day week. Uh, that on Monday it's a holiday for me, but no one else here has it, so I can I can take advantage and do some administrative stuff. I can I, you know go renew this, go check this out. Yeah, I can do stuff that otherwise would be closed on holidays. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah. So, so sorry. Uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, so today, today we are going to dive in to, uh, to the Kenobi series that premiered on Friday and we've only got the first two episodes in. So it's act one of, I think it's a six episode season. It so, and uh, so, so massive spoilers ahead. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't seen it and, uh, and we are going to geek out about it. So geek alert as well. We are. If you haven't gonna- seen it yet, don't just mute this or just watch it first before you get into this conversation. Or maybe you don't care, but uh, really, that, yeah. you've been warned. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, our, our band that they got is the band from Massachusetts, the uh, Massachusetts trio called Valley Heart. And uh, they're a really cool band that we're going to check out on this episode. Um, so, yeah, D, what were you saying? Oh, no, I was going to say something earlier, but no, it's okay. Go ahead. How's the uh, so so uh, as a bit of an update since we last spoke, you um you found the place, you found the garage. Yeah, I was able to find a commercial space for sure. Um, because I believe where I left off, uh, we were talking about this other specific location that I was, you know. Yeah, and you were looking. For, and you were still looking, right? Basically, you were still looking, and you. I, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was still looking around, but I had this one I really wanted, but um. But the whole thing is what the whole thing about was the the real estate agent that I was talking to that was connected with the uh, owner uh, for this space that was like twenty five hundred a month, and it was just taking way too long. He was just take, he was just taking way too long to respond and on and off, and I just been telling him like blowing up his email saying like hey can you just tell me whether if I get it or not whatever, and he just been telling me like yeah um, the owners just haven't been getting haven't been making any decisions because they've been getting multiple applicants and they're just choosing to see um who they prefer you know and so he gave and so the real estate agent that you know that he's working with he finally told me like yeah they decided to give it to a different competition to a different person you know who had more of a competition you know already had a business started you know right okay so then i was just like okay no sweat it i was just you know gonna go with the flow keep move on you know just keep my eyes open so 
Um, I was bummed at the same time, but, you know, I didn't let that negative, you know, get into me because, I mean, yeah, it looks like I was just waiting for, I waited all, I waited so long for, you know, just to hear, um, just to get rejected, you know, <laughs> but it's, but, you know, it's whatever. I found this place. It's actually in Marlboro. Well, should I say where I live? Um, hold on. No one's no one's stalking you, bro. But it's it's in the same town you live in, right? <laughs> yeah, that's um, awesome. It's, you found, it's you in the found same time. It's in the same town super, I live in. So let me get yeah. this straight. You found something local, so you found something near the house, so you don't have to drive very far. Exactly. Yeah. And you exactly. found uh, you found something that was, I think it's like, did you say three garages? Three? It was, yeah, it's three bays. So it's so it's a, a, so it's a really good amount of space. Yeah. The only um, thing difference is that um, it doesn't have like its own sink or its own bathroom. But there's a com. But there's a but there's a, a sharing um. Sure, but there's a restroom, yeah, for everyone, okay. for all the attendants to share. That's not a problem. But the monthly rent for it, you know, for three bays, I had I had to jump on that immediately. It, it, yeah, that's what I was gonna get to. It's cheaper than all the other places that you were finding. Hell yeah! But it, and it's also working out too. My whole um where the whole thing what I was only worried about whether what restrictions that the landlord was going to have because some of these landlords and commercial com commercial buildings have restrictions and um the real estate agent i was talking with you know about this three bay garage her name is kylie and you know she told me that yeah um you you can do whatever the hell you want here and the landlord doesn't care as long as you're not doing anything stupid or obnoxious you know we were allowed to, to you know to put a car lift if, we're, if we want or put machines um our own security cameras so that's awesome um, this is this so she basically gave me like the the green light you know for that you know we can do whatever the hell we want to i i even said you know i'm looking to do you know just independent work with my friends and stuff blah blah, blah doing more car stuff because I, I live in a condo with no garage you know just yeah that's awesome man. parking lot so, i'm so happy for understood. you you've been oh, you've yeah. been really um you've been, been really so busy with it yeah i've been so excited and just been like making you know schedules making a list buying supplies with me and my friends um we already got the shop going and all we're just still adjusting settling in just by like tools and stuff so mm -hmm. we're doing little by little we're not like open for business or anything wise for right. now we're just like doing our own thing for now in this spot like treating it as like our own garage normally mm -hmm. um just until we have enough tools all ready to go yeah and just so you know we can be ready is, is your um car. is your buddy uh kind of sharing the expenses too or is he just helping you out is he part of the business or is he just helping you out? oh no he's helping me with the expenses too so good, um, good. He's, a, he's a good friend of mine you know we, we were, we've been friends since high school and we rode bikes together too and we still ride bikes here and out here and then but i got into cars from him you know he taught me a little by little from the very beginning and you know, ever since we've just been doing you know car stuff to my to to my BMW to the first one I had the Z3. Right on. But yeah, it's it's been cool. You know, you know, you know. Um, I'm excited to start this. You know, this summer and this winter. You know, to keep working at to keep to keep going at it. You know, yeah, yeah, rather than crazy. pausing for a season. So um, so let's uh let's let's get on to Kenobi or the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Did I think, you watch it the when it, the the same day, or did you watch it like the second day it was released? I saw it on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, it got released yeah, on Friday, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. But um, I watched it 
at midnight when it was released and it's like you know i was already awake you're such a nerd so i was like i had to do it because the thing is i was at the garage till like at least 11 and it was about to be midnight and i was like tell myself i want to catch it the next day after work but i was like oh since it's about to be midnight i might as well watch it since i'm awake <laughs> you know that was so midnight on uh, on thursday then so thursday night at midnight is when they uh yeah they do that shit on purpose because they want to see how that's how the user spikes at midnight you know i thought there was going to be glitches or you know troubleshooting for the, well, for the show i thought know, they were going to have issues but he didn't netflix is uh is pretty robust now in the beginning it would you know mm-hmm. in the beginning you would hear about about uh the site going down every once in a while they did for mandalorian for that's, disney plus <clears throat> yeah exactly and and you know this i think what was the other one they had? I think there was another one that had HBO Max, right? Was mm-hmm. having HBO Max. Um, okay, cool. Let's let's talk about the show. You know what? Let's give it a grade. In terms of just it's just the first two episodes too, so we can't judge the entire thing. And uh, what what do you give it? On if you get, if you had to get it a, a A B or C, I want to give it a B. B. Okay, cool. Only would... reason. Well. I'll discuss that later. Oh, no. <laughs> I want to hear yours. I want to hear well, no, yours. No, no, the same thing. The same thing. I'm giving it a B as well. I'm giving it a B, all things considered. First two episodes. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you giving it a B? Well, only because, like, it's still good. It was a great start off, you know, from the very first, you know, the first episode, obviously, the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You sh- it gave you a glimpse of, you know, the other, the other, you know, gen- um, is it prequel sequels um, from prequels. episode one, two, yeah. three, you know, and then lately it just continues on and it's the present, you know, with mm-hmm. Order 66. And that was awesome for sure. Yeah. Um, I was so excited to see, you know, like all, you know, order, you know, get a good glimpse of Order 66, you know, just seeing what was going on in the background, you know, while yeah. Obi-Wan and Anakin were fighting, you know, or what yeah. was going on on their end, you know, but yeah, I give I'm giving it a B just because it's so different. And especially seeing Ewan McGregor coming back, you know, he's just pretty much it's it's you um, and you and McGregor. Uh, you Ewan McGregor. Yeah. It's you know, like he you don't see him right away, you know, fighting with a lightsaber. He, you're just seeing him fighting with his fist, martial arts and using a gun, you know. Mm-hmm. And you don't see that coming from a Jedi, but you know, um, but you do like after after what happened, you know, after the the war in the movie yeah. the whole thing yeah i'm just you know but i'm sure we're gonna see some lightsaber fi- some lightsaber fighting and everyone's everyone's waiting to see that from him you know yeah obviously they're they're kind of building up to that so they're building up to it but so far it's uh, you know the first episode is pretty good but later <clears> on the episode there are some things i mean i expected to see that were cut off short just because we've already seen those um yeah. fun we- before well, you know, so so let's break it down a little bit. Uh, episode one is sort of just setting the scene, like you said, right? Yeah. And you and you uh, you get to see uh, Obi in his current state ten years after episode three, right? Mm-hmm. You get to sort of see how uh, how uh, Luke is doing with his uncle. You get to see how yeah. Leia is doing with uh, with um, his their their royal family, mm-hmm. and you get to see the Inquisitors, and you get introduced to the live action Inquisitors. One thing I, I kind of I, I realized is because I didn't watch the animated shows the way you do, mm-hmm. uh, I needed a lot of that context. And so yeah. there's a lot of context yeah. building in that first episode with exactly. just bringing you up to speed with what happened with the Jedis, you know, the mm-hmm. Order 66 at the beginning, all that stuff. And then episode two, you you uh, sort of see 
Obi-Wan's past coming back at him when he bumps into he bumps into that young Jedi who's on the run, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get to see what the Inquisitors are going, what, what, what they're actually looking to do, hunting down Jedis. And you get to see some internal conflict within the Inquisitors. You get to see, I, I don't know their names, but you get to see the, the young Black uh, Inquisitor who is sort of rebelling against her older brother, right? Mm-hmm. And so from they- my... So from my perspective, it's building a story, but there's just there's still a lot of payoff to come to come uh, to come after it that I hope they deliver on, right? Mm-hmm. Let's hope let's hope that this whole thing pays off a little bit better than so far it has. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I know you were saying about the Inquisitors, and you never saw you know off, you know throughout. I know you say you didn't see like the anime series because the anime series is is so long, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's there's so much. Um, um, but the Inquisitors, I mean, I'm not. Sh- Do you know a little bit about the Inquisitors? Only, only that they are they are built out of uh, like ex Jedi's that turn to the dark side, and the, and their sole mission is just to hunt down they, uh, any the, any Jedi's that survived Order sixty six. Right? Yeah, the Inquisitors were mostly based. The Inquisitors before before um they used to be just Jedi temple guards guarding the temple they they used to be temple guards but they were taken in as prisoners by the sith and torn turn into the dark side and create the inquisitors to turn them into they're pretty much guards as well but like but for the empire Interesting. um and they call i mean they, they the first one that we saw in the in the in the live action is called mm-hmm. the, the grand inquisitor yeah which you see him die you mostly see him in action a lot in the anime series, and that's why they kill them off sooner yeah. um, in this one here because we already see him do his stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. the girl, the the girl that's in it, I forgot her name, but she's the third sister. Yeah. I think she's she's new for sure. So that's she, why she's they, the one who's rebelling against. That's rebelling against. Yep. Um, and, against and, and who um, really has a hard on for killing Obi Wan? Like he exactly. He, yeah, she wants it. Yeah, okay. exactly. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, that whole thing aligned perfectly, you know, uh, at the end of that, because before the series, you know, was released on Friday, well, the first episode was released on Friday. There was just, you know, a lot of interviews with this, with this actress yeah. uh, who was playing the third sister and photo shoots with Darth Vader. I was like, this girl's probably going to be a main character aside, you know, with Darth Vader or something. Yeah. No one knew who someone. she was going to be because yeah. she, you couldn't really map her to anyone obvious. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So she's pretty new in it, obviously. But well, I think, I think they missed good. an opportunity there. And that's something I wanted to talk about too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they missed a massive opportunity in, in the story, but so you gave it a B. I know that you like, I know what you liked about it. What, what did you not like about the first the first two episodes anything that bugged you or that stood out that you were just like this is a little underwhelming no not it was just i I think i think your main thing is that it was just really slow paced a little bit like it wasn't there wasn't a lot a little bit but i was enjoying it you know just because we were seeing ewan um ewan mcgregor ewan mcgregor sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's so hard to pronounce these names ewan or ewan (laughs) but yeah I i think he's like scottish or something he's he's not that's a, it's, a, it's a unique name. Yeah, yeah. That's an awesome name, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah. Um, at the same time, it was just like, you know, you know the movie The Fugitive, right? Yeah. Kinda Harrison like, Ford. Yep. Harrison Ford. Yeah. He's just kind of like, same thing with you. And he's just scavenging around, obviously looking for answers. He's looking for that, for this girl, you know, the Leia. And he's just hiding from like 
you know, bounty hunters are after him because I think in the scene, right. he, he his cover's already blown, you know, like he the people know who he is already and he's already, I don't know, <laughs> put himself out there. Already. Yeah, I got something to say about that. I got a, I got a couple of points. That was too quick, too. I like I think that happened way too quick. I got a couple of points. But what the one thing that I really liked about the show is it's it's casting choices. You know, in this woke generation, everyone's uh everyone's looking to cast more diversely across the yeah. board. And uh and sometimes it's a bad thing. Sometimes you're just like uh, this is just fan service, but uh what I really liked about it is they have they they, they brought back all of the characters that mattered to us. So you mm-hmm. and McGregor Obi's there. Uh they got Jimmy Smiths as uh Leia's father. He's there. He's yeah. so fucking awesome, you yeah. know. Um, I'm surprised he's still alive too. Oh my what do you God. mean? You're he, surprised he's still alive? He's I mean, alive. I'm surprised. Like he, you know, I'm surprised. You know, like they um, that they brought all these same characters. You know, Just same actors, sure right? The same, the same way the that same they did with uh, with the Mandalorian, right? They brought the same actor exactly. from the prequels. Yeah. And they also, uh, they also got um, uh, Joel Edgerton as Luke's uncle. We only mm-hmm. get to see him. It's basically a cameo in, the, in in episode three. Uh, yeah. We only get to see him there. And then they brought him back. And the thing is, at, at that point when they made episode three, Joe Ledgerton wasn't a massive star. Like he wasn't a big, uh, any kind of big name. Yeah. So it, didn't, it didn't really matter if they recasted him or not, right? It didn't matter if they got the same guy or they got some other dude to come. We wouldn't have cared as much, right. but they got the same fucking dude, you know? And he's but really good. And then is they he got. The same, is he the same person that, they, they, that he was also casted in Attack of the Clones, just younger? It's the same. Uh, it's the same actor. What do you mean? Uh, so, Uncle the, Luke's uncle. The guy wasn't... who plays Owen. The guy who plays Owen, and you know, uh, plays Luke's father. Is he the uh, same it, actor who played in an Attack of the Clones? It's not his father. It's it's his uncle. And oh, it's, uncle. Uh, I mean, he's in Revenge of the Sith. That's what I'm saying. Episode three. He's not in Attack of the Clones. He's he's in Revenge of the Sith. You only you only see him at the end when Luke, when uh, Obi Wan is handing over the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same actor. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter that they that they use the same guy, because when they did it, uh, when they did Revenge of the Sith, uh, he wasn't a big star. Like he wasn't like Jimmy Smiths or Ewan McGregor, right? Mm-hmm. But they brought him back simply because you know it's cool to see those same faces age with the characters and become more ingrained with the with the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other the other big surprise was Kumail uh, Nanjiani as uh as the um as the fake jedi who who brings people in to take their money making them believe that he's a jedi doing all of this for good and then he just charges yeah, the that, money. One, <laughs> that one was like weird to see i was like wow <laughs> I, I i love him in those roles because he's uh at his heart kumail Johnny is a, is a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. uh and he's so fucking funny when it comes to playing someone that you want to trust like he mm-hmm. doesn't his voice doesn't doesn't tell you that he's that he's dangerous, right? He has a very high, kind of high pitched geeky, geeky voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got that off. And, he, and, he, and that. he plays it pretty well. I, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of his man, and I like seeing him cool. pop up in this stuff. So a good cast all around. I think um, what I liked about uh, obviously I, I liked all the things that all the fans are gonna like in terms of uh, the set dressings and using using you know more practical. Uh, monster suits and effects, and it looks like a lot of the sets were probably more real than they were in Episode Three. The graphics have improved a lot too. Yeah, the story. Yeah, exactly. It's all it's all working really well for them. CGI, that's insane. I'll tell you what I what I what really bugged me about the first one, right? The first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so you meet the Inquisitors. The Inquisitors come down. 
mm-hmm. and uh, and you McGregor's there, and what's his name? Uncle something? I forget what his name. Uh, Uncle Owen, right? Owen, yeah, Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen's there, and you kind of get a glimpse that Obi Wan has been doing his duty, right? At the at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he says he's going to look over the boy, mm-hmm. and um, and then uh, Jimmy Smith sticks the girl, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of Revenge of the Sith, they're agreeing to split split these kids up to make it harder for the Empire to find them, right? And they're and they're and it's agreed that they're splitting the kids up because they are uh, sons of a Jedi, right? They're kids. They are uh, Anakin's kids, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a certain there's a there's a there's a, um their lives are in danger. Basically, they're going to be hunted down by the Empire. They're not at that point at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Nobody knows that Vader exists, and nobody right. knows that uh, that, that uh, Anakin survived his his burning at, in the in Mustafar. Right? Obi Wan didn't know that until we saw that. Yeah. Exactly. So no yeah. one knows. So no one knows that there's a deeper reason why Vader would want to look for his kids. Uh, they just want to make sure that the Empire doesn't know that these kids are alive, right? Because mm-hmm. you could presume that everybody knew that um, the Princess Amidala was. Uh, or Queen Amidala, I guess, uh, that she was pregnant. So they, you could assume that they, they would assume there would be more kids and they're going after her lineage. But they decide to split the kids up. One of them goes to a royal family with Organa, mm-hmm. Jimmy Smith, and the other one, Luke, goes with his uncle Owen. Now, first off, I always I always thought it was funny that they took him back to his family and they were like, well, let's hide him from the Empire. Well, wouldn't the Empire know to look at, on that planet if they were looking the for beginning. Yeah, if they if they knew that this was Anakin's kids, I guess, right? You have to assume that they know they know it's Anakin's kids and Anakin's family comes from that planet. If you put it that way, I see what you're saying now. So why would you, you take know? him to, you know, like, okay, yeah. that's fine though. We kind of forgive that because you could assume, okay, well, maybe they don't. Maybe they're only gonna go after the kids because they know that they are Amidala's kids. Right. Not they don't care that they're Anakin's or they don't know anything about Anakin being. So Anakin knows that he has two kids in this timeline, right? Or not yes, yet. but again, remember yeah, he does. But remember, uh, Yoda, Organa, Obi Wan—they don't know that Anakin's still alive, so they You're don't exact, see that. Yeah. They're only worried about the Empire as a whole. Mm-hmm. So they take the kids, they split them up, and then let's talk about the beginning of the episode of the first episode of Obi Wan. You see Order sixty six being carried out in the temple in the Jedi Temple, and it, it's right when the order was called because. The scene starts out with a young Jedi instructing the even younger the younglings, Jedi, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? What happens is one of the most kind of tragic things. But you, you as a fan, you're just like, "Holy shit! This is what I, I would want the whole show to be." This, right? Is <laughs> yeah. What happened in those couple of days when Order sixty six was being carried out, and how Jedi's were defending themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And you see the uh, young instructor Jedi get get shot down. And the two and like it's like five or six kids yeah five or six kids and the last thing they say is what do we do and one of them says we run and they run and then that's the end of the scene right they they basically go for it now the assumption is that the jedi you see later on that ends up getting captured by uh by the inquisitors is one of those kids but they haven't actually said that they haven't i don't think i don't know if they're even going to go back to it because it happened so kind of quickly in the show but mm-hmm. my assumption would be that one of those kids that said we're gonna run and escaped is actually one of those Je- one of those young Jedi's that ended up getting assassinated by the uh, or murdered by the Inquisitors. But that's one that's one story point that I wish we would have seen, because first of all, the assumption is that there are now there are tons of young 
underdeveloped Jedis in the galaxy, right? Right. That never finish their training and that don't presumably don't have any family to go back to because they've been devoted to to being a Jedi since very, you know, younglings. And so you have this this assumption that all of these uh, there could be I don't know, there could be one or it could be a thousand, you know, younglings mm-hmm. out there who are underdeveloped Jedi. And it sort of bugs me that Yoda would know this and Obi-Wan would know this and they wouldn't care, you know? Uh, the fact that the Inquisitors exist and that the Empire was smart enough to have an elite group of assassins go out and simply just hunt any remaining Jedi mm-hmm. tells me that they assume they didn't kill all the Jedi students and all the Jedi you know, instructors. And so if the Empire is assuming that there are still Jedi out there, potentially teaching other Jedi, potentially defending parts, neighborhoods, businesses, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't Yoda and Obi-Wan care? And that part bugged me. It bugged me a lot. It actually stuck with me throughout the first two episodes where we see, you know, like later on in the in the original trilogy, we see that Yoda just becomes a hermit in this weird planet after, you know, not talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now in this series, we see Obi-Wan 10 years later, and he's obviously doing some training, right? He wakes up from a nightmare and he calls out to Qui-Gon. So we don't know where that's going to lead. Like he's obviously doing some sort of training to keep his to keep his Jedi connections alive with the Force. Yeah, I'll, that's something I was like when I was seeing that when I was watching that scene of him having a nightmare. It's just like how Anakin had nightmares yeah. from the time. I think he's gonna have those you know those dreams every few you know every few times when we probably when we see the next few episodes or something. But. Well, um, um, what, but it's what, but it, but I was I was just saying like you know it's just pretty much like like how Luke was calling out to Obi Wan in the old movies you know yeah and, well you know what 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 it points to me is guilt obviously mm-hmm. Obi Wan is feeling some guilt for having failed Anakin for having um in in a, in essence because he didn't he wasn't able to protect Anakin from the dark from the dark side he also basically was responsible for the extinction of the Jedi. Because Anakin goes on, uh, that led to Order 66. Again, he doesn't know that Anakin is Darth Vader yet, mm-hmm. right? right? But because he failed Anakin, because he, he, uh, he, he basically, the prophecy from the very beginning was that Anakin would be the one who brings balance to the Force. Mm-hmm. And if you failed that, then you basically killed the Jedi. So he's feeling some, some guilt over the whole thing. But what I was going to get to is, he, he hasn't been training. He hasn't been, you know, physically training. He's buried his lightsabers in the desert so that he, he wouldn't get caught with them. Uh, he Obviously, his fighting skills are really rusty. You see that later in episode two. Yeah. So it bugs me that they don't care that there are other Jedi out there who might need help. Kids who were, you know, under 10, running away and getting assassinated. That really, really bugs me. I mean, I'm sure we're going to see it later later on in the next I hope episodes. So. I hope so. You know? Listen, that's just one Or thing. in the Soko series, you know? Yeah. Here's the other thing that bugged me. When, uh, when uh, <laughs> uh, Uncle Owen in, the, in, the, in town, he goes to confront Obi and he says, hey, stay away from Luke, right? Oh, yeah. I, right? That, that bugged me, too. <laughs> and, like, when Obi-Wan says, you know, when the time comes, he must be trained. And then when he said to him, like, he trained his father, like... That was the ultimate love right there. So what I'm surprised about mm-hmm. is that he even knows. Like, did, did Obi, did you, I'm sorry, Obi-Wan, did Obi-Wan just have lunch with Owen one day and tell him everything? 
You probably yeah. did that same night after giving him, you know, at the end of the scene, <laughs> Revenge of the like, Sith, hey, you know? Here, here's this baby, by the That's way. I killed, I killed his father. <laughs> here's this baby. I killed his father. And he, you know, he may or may not be the most powerful Sith out there, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't understand why you would tell him. Like turn into a family guy episode. <laughs> I don't understand why you would tell him. Okay, that's one thing that bugged me. So why the fuck would he know and why would you tell him? Uh right. but then the other thing is, so he goes there. Uh the other thing too is uh uh Obi-Wan kind of left him a toy, right? He got like a like this toy and left the toy for Luke. It's like a starfighter. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and that's why Uncle Owen goes back and says, Hey, stop leaving your shit at my at the house, right? And again, like Come on, Obi. Your mission is to look over him. It's not to leave him gifts and make him feel good and send him a birthday card. Like you're not, you're yeah. not some weird, estranged father that, you know. So obviously he's fighting that guilt. He's fighting that guilt that he killed his best friend. He killed this kid's father. He destroyed the Jedi. So you could see that kind of tie in together. But mm-hmm. you would expect Obi to be a little bit more to be smarter. And and then just as that's happening, the Inquisitors come in, and uh, and they do what they do when they go to a new town. They threaten everybody and ask to see anybody knows where the jedi are now at that point at that point the the grand inquisitor is looking for the young jedi that's been running around mm-hmm. right right but i don't know her name but the young black sexy inquisitor who's all who, who's hell-bent on capturing obi she's really looking for obi-wan yeah and, and so i want to understand what what clues or what makes her think that obi-wan's close because supposedly no one's supposed to know that Obi-Wan's on that planet or that he's he would even be alive, right? The Grand Inquisitor, everyone's sort of assuming he's gone. They're, they're not really paying attention to it. They just want to capture Jedi. Yeah, right, yeah. So there's a, I kind of want to understand that a little bit more. And then, for whatever reason, she picks out Uncle Owen and almost kills him, right? Mm-hmm. And Uncle Owen, to protect Luke, covers for Obi-Wan and doesn't say anything about knowing any Jedi, anything like that. It bugged me that, first of all, Obi-Wan is, at the beginning during the recap, He's you see him kind of go from being a, a, a young Jedi to an experienced Jedi. And by the end of it, you know, you even hear Anakin's voice describe him. You know, he's as wise as Joda, as strong as, as Mace Windu. And he's supposed to be one of the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy at this point, right? I mean, basically at this point in the timeline, him and Yoda, no one knows they're alive, but they are the most powerful Jedi because everybody, any other Jedi that's presumably alive or younglings who survived Order 66. So far, we haven't seen any other older, you know, and, and in Revenge of the Sith, you pretty much see all of the all of the older experienced master Jedis get, get gunned down, right? You see yeah. a lot of them. Everyone who's from the temple gets gunned down. So you are to assume that Obi-Wan is one of the most powerful Jedi ever and alive. And he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything to even cause a distraction. I really did feel disappointed. I thought that was the moment that we would see him try to save his friend or distract everybody, you know, kind of pull out his old skills and, and do something. He's just scared. Maybe, the, just... you know, like they divert the attention away, but not necessarily bring it to him. Yeah. And it really bugged me that he was scared. And he's uh, he, it's 10 years later, he's, he's under-practiced, he can't fight, he can't do the things that he used to be able to do. And it bugged me during the conversation with Uncle Owen. He says to Uncle Owen, when, he, when Luke grows up, he has to be trained. He tells him, I'm here because when Luke grows up, 
he has to be trained. And then, like you said, Uncle Owen says, like you trained his father and it becomes that, extent, that, that, that engagement, right? So, and I want to say this carefully. If he knows that he's there for Luke to grow up and train him, like we see in episode four, why the fuck isn't he training himself? Why is he so rusty? Why doesn't why isn't he like training like Jackie Chan in this cave? And why doesn't he have his his lightsaber tucked within his underwear? You know, like I'm just yeah. really worried. Like I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck plan is he trying know. to to execute on if he thinks he's gonna wait there 18 years, wait for the kid to grow up, train him, and he's not trained himself. He can't fight, he's rusty on all of his Jedi moves, and he's scared to to uh to even save his friend from yeah. So those are those are like really the key things that bugged me about about the first two episodes. And again, I understand why they did it. Because, like I said, during the recap, you established that Obi-Wan is one of the most powerful Jedi. But as you're starting out the series, you basically have to make him the underdog, right? You can't just say they're going after the most powerful Jedi. They think, the Inquisitors believe that they're going after the most powerful Jedi, but you can't make, uh, you can't, you got to break them down. You got to break down your characters so that they are underdogs in the story so that you root for them. So I understand why they did that. I just felt that they could have done something different with this one. And uh, yeah. I hope I didn't ruin the show for you. They, I think I did. No, it was so awesome, man. <laughs> I don't care. It, it is a good show. But that's where that's where sort of I I, uh, I checked out because I thought, man, you know, that we he's supposed to be and he should be and he knows he's supposed to train Luke. So why wouldn't he be keeping up his... Uh, his his, uh, his skills. Why don't they care about the other Jedi's? You know that Jedi kid comes comes to him and says, "Hey, I need your help. Why why not help him? Like why why not? You know." Yeah. And then later on in the episode, Organa goes to him and says, "Hey, my kid got kidnapped. Can you help me?" He's willing to expose himself for a friend, but if a if a Jedi but Ben is annoying, yeah, but Obi Wan doesn't want to. <laughs> like, well, yeah, but Obi Wan eventually ends up exposing himself to save Leia. Right? He goes on that mission. But he's not willing to help out a fellow Jedi, a kid who who has been running for 10 years. You know, if you like if, if I were in the situation and I just and a kid found me who I know I could help. I don't know. I, I don't think I would turn around, you know. And so I was really. Yeah, I was really. Um, and so, you know, the end of it all is it's going to be it's going to have to pay off pretty hard in the series uh, to see to see Obi-Wan this far down. You know, as a Jedi, to he to see him this far, kind of away from Jedi principles. So we'll see how the show does in episodes three, four, five, and six to kind of bring him back, because by episode four he should be, uh, he should be one of the one of the greatest Jedi alive to train to train Luke, right? So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see yeah, what happens. Sure. The other thing that bugged me is the final showdown between the Grand Inquisitor and the Third Sister, and you know this is to your point, right? They probably killed off the Grand Inquisitor early because you'd seen him do all his stuff during the series, mm-hmm. during the animated series. So you want to introduce a new villain and you want to introduce someone uh, that, that you can sort of love to hate, right? Right, yeah. And so it's good to have to have uh, the third sister in there because even within her power struggle within the Inquisitors, she's sort of the underdog, right? She's the one who's saying, let's go after uh, Obi-Wan, let's find them. And everyone's like shooting her down. You can't do it. Don't do it, etc. Right? But of course, when it becomes clear that she has found Obi Wan and that she her plan to lure him. By the way, flees on the show. We didn't even talk about that. 
I just remember. Yeah, I forgot Fleet. about that. Holy moly, <laughs> man. In it. Yeah. Fucking Fleet. That was awesome. It was. It was cool to see him. I, you know, the only thing cooler would have been to see all of the Red Hot Chili Peppers in the show. And then as Bounty Hunters, that would have yeah, been cool. Or <laughs> just part of that gang, right? Part of Fleet's gang of people. No, no, that would have been that cool. Like, just to see the whole band as Bounty Hunters. Just getting uh, Leia. Again, missed opportunities, <laughs> Star Wars. Come on. That would have been cool. But anyway, yeah, so the final showdown, she's sort of the underdog, and she's going against her big brother, and she kills him. Mm-hmm. Now, I felt like she killed him too easily. I, I feel like too easy, yeah. And so if you're, to, if you're to believe that the Grand Inquisitor is this great assassin who's been through the whole, you know, um, uh, series, and he's, he's to be feared, I would have expected a bigger showdown between the Grand Inquisitor and the Third System, you know? I would have expected her to barely come out of it alive, you know, like, like a quick, like a quick fight between like fighting Obi Wan, you know. Boy, it would have it would have been the distraction, and it would have allowed Obi Wan to escape, right? Which yeah. which it did, but mm-hmm. I would have expected a bigger fight because, you know, this is sort of um, third sister's triumph. She's kind of taking over. So I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know if that makes her the Grand Inquisitor by default. I don't know, but I did feel like that was a letdown too. That, that conflict you should it should have been a little bit more dynamic a little bit more threatening to her right yeah the so thing what, is from, from what i've noticed i mean from her all of her point of view like um um on her side she yeah. she had full confidence that all that obi-wan would be alive and i think the other inquisitors were saying to her like he's dead he's gone no one's ever to see him no one's seen him like in 10 years you know but she was still on the verge, like, you know, like, he's still out there alive, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she proves them. She proves she proves it, you know, like, that, you know, like, yeah, Obi-Wan is alive whatsoever. And, you know, later on, we saw, I mean, at the second episode, at the end, we saw Darth Vader get the sense of Obi-Wan's presence, you know, from there. Yeah. So, so that is a little bit of explaining, too, because her logic was she found Leia. She found... And she found that one of the, um, I guess she's working off of, I wonder if she knows. Yeah, you know what? She does tell him on the final act of the second episode. She does tell him that Anakin is Vader, right? She tells. Mm-hmm. You can't hide from him. And that's yeah. where that's where he finds out, basically, that, yeah, that Anakin's still alive. But I wonder how much she knows in terms of the kids, right? Does she, does she understand that Leia is Anakin's kid? Or does she under is she under the assumption that Leia is Amidala's kid, and so because there were ties between the Jedi and and their and their family, by kidnapping the girl, you're gonna attract Obi Wan. Because that was she, that, that was I her assumption, think, right? Yeah, I don't think she knows anything about Luke yet. Um, yeah, I think it's mostly just Leia because she is the one who sent out that bounty hunter, you know, uh, the yeah. bounty hunters to catch Leia the, in the first place because she yeah. knew every step what Obi Wan would have done, and it worked. You know, she faked, yeah. and we saw the guy, um, who obviously Flea, who played the the bounty hunter. He, uh, he does say to Obi Wan, you know, she really figured you out, you know, yeah. quote unquote. Um, so um, I wonder yeah. how much she knows, right? Because if she's running under the assumption that this kid is associated to Obi-Wan, so he'll come after her, mm-hmm. then fine. But if she knows that that kid is also Anakin's daughter, and first of all, I would assume that if Vader knew where her, where one of his one of his kids are, yeah. even so being Vader, I think he would go after them himself. I don't think he would send somebody else. That's my I assumption I'm running. Because so like, I would think there's enough... 
there's enough there where there's enough of Anakin left in Vader where if he knows his kids are, he's going to go. He does this, I think, in in episode three, in episode uh, six in mm-hmm. uh, Return of the Jedi. He just goes to the planet because he can feel, you know, Luke or something. Right. So I would think he would go after them himself. And I don't think he would want and I think it would have to be like the third sister is keeping this a secret from Vader because she wants to use the kids to capture Obi-Wan to then hand over Just Obi-Wan to Vader and have mm-hmm. and be and be and get the credit, right? Right. So there's a couple of things there that I hope get paid off in the series. I hope they get paid off. I don't know. But I mean, I don't know. Like maybe I'm maybe I'm reading too much into it. I don't know. It's only two episodes. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But I but uh, I but so far so good, you know. It's been great. Let me ask you something. Do you agree with my concerns? I think your concerns are fair. I mean, I can see where you're getting at. And some of your concerns, you know, they're they're potential, you know, that hopefully, yeah, I hope that kind of happens later on in in the within the few episodes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, with your points, you know, and assumptions assumptions, like yeah, I do wish like they did show this more, like like you know, for Rava who who plays the third sister, who you know, who you know, I wish they I wish she fought the Inquisitor. A little bit more like you know with lightsaber fights a bit you know but yeah <laughs> we'll see all right well let's uh let's actually listen to the to the band to dig out today it's a band called valley heart mm-hmm. and uh we're gonna listen to this song i'm a big fan of called your favorite jacket
All right, that was uh, Valley Hearts. Song's called Your Favorite Jacket. It's pretty cool. I, I like the sound of it. That's pretty mellow. Yeah, this is a this is a new band. I'm trying to find which which record it's part. It's part of their Your Valley Favorite Jacket. Heart. Yeah, Valley Heart, Your Favorite Jacket. That's the name of the record. And it came out this year. This is a new release, but they've been around for a little while. So it's great to see, you know, I see 2017, 2018. This is a trio from Massachusetts that I came across on my feed on Facebook and you know, I really, this is a band that's doing pretty well for itself, too. It's got a, it's got a good amount of monthly listeners. Uh, and they are, they are signed to, like, a small uh, label. But I thought it's such a good band. I have, to, I have to listen to them on the show. So I'll be adding them to awesome. the Bands to Dig Out playlist. And I hope you enjoy it. Now, Dee, talked about, uh, we talked about Star Wars. And then I know, I know that you, uh, you have your business going. So I'm happy for you. Thank you, uh, yeah. The one thing I wanted to make sure that I I, I, uh, I talked about a little bit is the shootings in, in Texas. It's a it's a bit of a downer subject, but it's it's probably God, it's like twenty something mass shooting this year in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it drives me it drives me nuts and it drives me it makes me feel a little a bit helpless on the matter. But eighteen kids were assassinated, two teachers, uh, and now you're seeing reports of massive failures internal communication failures with the local police with the way that they responded to to this emergency so i won't uh i won't harp on it too much but it's one of those things that's been keeping me awake uh and i my heart goes out to all of the families impacted by this type of violence and and yeah i hope let's let's listen to to the information that comes out because we can't make any informed decision as to whether to pass laws on mental health or gun control unless we know the facts. And so I want to learn more about this shooter. I want to learn more about what kind of history he had that could have been captured by, you know, gun gun control laws. I want to know, right. you know, I, I, I really want to understand what could have been done to prevent something like this because it's ridiculous. You know, yeah. I, to some level, you can't stop a madman from going into a shopping mall and opening fire. But a school with young kids and guarded police, it drives me nuts that we can't stop that. And so it's, uh, yeah, I think I think we're gonna have to leave it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. It's tough these days. And a lot of things have to change, you know, in order to, you know, in order to prevent for something like this to happen. I think and most it, people, and- most people know something has to change i think the, the biggest thing is like agreeing on what has to change. agreeing what has to change exactly yeah. yeah just to come to terms to agree but like i mean it, it's tough i mean like the same thing is happening over and over again you know yeah. and it's it's evolving with kids kids yeah. you know that are just in the middle developing their their lives you know and you know it, it it's really sickening and frustrating you know how the you know politics and whatever you know they're just not coming to a conclusion okay we gotta come to this right now because kids are getting hurt you know you know things are still indefinite yeah. you know to this day right now you know it's um, um it's, yeah it's, it's it's not a good time you know it's 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 just something that needs to change you know sooner the better and act even you know tougher act quicker than before i feel like they're they're definitely those Three things that are going to come out of this this type of uh, situation. One of them is going to be gun control. That's mm-hmm. got to be part of the conversation. 
the other one's going to be health, health, uh, mental health status, and how do you, how do you make sure that people are getting the help that they need before they commit these kinds of crimes. But then the third one is going to be how do how are, how are law enforcement police officers responding to it, because the school had armed guards, they had guards already implemented, and they had recent, you know, trainings on how to how to respond to active shooters. And then you had 911 um, calls that triggered the police to be there pretty quickly. They were at the school pretty quickly. So there's like a 45 minute to an hour gap where nothing happened. And it comes down to what communication was there. And we need to learn from that. Exactly. We need to learn what, what in situations like this, it can't be someone making a judgment call that everyone listens to. There has mm-hmm. to be some chain of command that allows, or some 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 sort of uh, directive that allows a police officer to determine what the right thing to do is. If we're going to give them the leeway that we have already in this country, yeah, you know, like we we've mm-hmm. already said, you can't be charged. You can't. Police officers often don't get charged when they accidentally shoot somebody, right? Because it's just part mm-hmm. of the job. It's they're they're following judgment calls. They're putting their lives on the line. We've already said that that's the case. So why is it that there were a group of police officers in the hallway waiting for 45 minutes? So yeah, there's a lot of stuff. And uh, it's insane. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. This, um, also, you know, do you know the the uh, he he played in Deep Blue Sea. His name is Michael Rappaport. Yeah, yeah, I know I, who you're talking I, about. He's um he was doing like a little video I saw on Facebook. I mean, just talking about what was what was going on. I yeah. mean, he he he's done a lot of videos like put on blast with people, you know. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. He, he, yeah. He's pretty noticeable for what he's done, you know. He's also a blogger. Um yeah. But he's brought up a point, you know, I believe in Texas, in Texas, like you know, to rent a vehicle, yeah, you have to be 25. That's I think. true. That's, yeah, that's I what he said. Yep. That's what he said. You have to be 25 to rent a vehicle. Well, in most places, right? Like most states, I you I couldn't rent a car before I was 25. That's true. Right. Yeah. And but crazy. then, you know, what and and I agree with Michael what he's saying, you know, like he's saying, like, mm-hmm. how does an 18-year-old get by, you know, exactly buying a, buying a gun yes. online? And he had Absolutely. two guns. Yes, exactly. And he bought them legally. He bought so them like, legally I, in Texas. Uh right. Yeah. And then so like this is I mean, like, I don't know anything about like the um the gun laws too much. I mean, I don't own the gun specifically. I don't I don't plan on owning a gun or getting gun license, nothing like that. But the steps I'm like, you know, the process and steps, I'm not sure like yeah what it is exactly so i'm not gonna go too depth and be like a know-it-all but but what i want to say is that you know something needs to change you know with you know with owning a gun like i um yeah owning a gun at a certain age you know it has to be like 25 like i can't believe it's like it's that easy to own a gun you know yeah you know it's like um... i can almost order one and maybe i wouldn't get caught or maybe they want to ask me too any information i don't know but i mean like I'm not, I don't have any intentions on, you know, on ordering gun whatsoever, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm, point I'm, like that, I'm glad know. to hear that. You know what it is though, is, is you have to be 25 to rent a car, like you said, it's and that's, up. that's a rule that's imposed by the industry. It's not imposed by law. It's not imposed by, by the government or the state. And it's done under the assumption that if you're under 25, you haven't been driving for very long. And so but we don't want to, we don't want to let you borrow a really nice car. You because will, it involves responsibility because you might you might yeah you, you don't have enough time driving and you might not be you might not be as responsible uh, i'm assuming i'm assuming that that's the assumption but gun advocates and the nra they don't want to make that distinction 
they want to they want you to be able to own a gun as young as possible so that you are a gun customer for as long as possible and it comes down to money so this is where we talk about gun control and gun control laws and the big divide between people who want sensible gun restrictions and uh, and people who just want guns proliferated and refuse to to assume responsibility it's tough so this is insane. let's close out the show and uh and maybe <laughs> maybe we'll have this conversation later on but in the meantime we'll see what improves you know we'll, we'll see, see what, what develops happens. man i'm going to be paying yeah. attention to this because you know i i i'll, I'll be uh, with I'll, kids involved you know being endangered you know in a massacre like this repeatedly is this something i mean i'll admit that has to happen you you get numb to these stories and it's very easy to become to become jaded as a as a a news watcher it's traumatizing watching on the news when you when you see 18 kids shot and killed two teachers shot and killed you know i just hope that they don't um i just hope that the news keeps talking about this because it can't it can't be something that just goes away exactly yeah they're gonna talk about it and you know if it goes away and that's just that's the problem right there so so if you're listening i implore you to to start listening to these news if you haven't already uh and you know it's not about who's wrong who's right it's about just figuring out what we can do to prevent this kind of thing from happening and uh that's it uh you know if you've listened to the show and we've ruined star wars for you i apologize (laughs) <laughs> uh, I apologize for doing so, but if uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, then hopefully you're on my side. This is Mo. I'm signing off. Uh, Valley Hearts. We're gonna listen to one more song called. This one's gonna be called Friends in the Foyer. This is from a 2018 release. Everyone I've ever loved. Uh, nice. Friends in the Foyer. I'm adding Valley Heart to the bands that they got playlist. Uh, this is Mo. Thanks for listening. Peace. My name is, my name is Devin. Have a good day, you guys. Enjoy the nice weather. See ya. Cheers, everybody. Bye.